Well, hello there, lovers. Welcome back to Still Single. Hosted by Rob Moore, Jordan Kahana, and Alex Weber. We're three best friends all in our mid-30s. We're navigating love, dating, and the age-old question of when will I meet my soulmate. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a nice glass of Coors Light. And join us as we navigate being still single. Today's love story is called The Guest, featuring the Tough Love Coach. Backwards hat is on. Oh my God. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Go get a backwards hat. What am I knocking up? (laughs) Come on. Dude, you need a backwards hat. Alexis needs a backwards hat. Hi, Alexis. My, my head's too big for a backwards hat. I have a big ass head. Am what's I, your What's your go to hat? What do you What do you usually rock? A beanie for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Am I allowed to curse on here? I'm pretty yeah. percent. Say fuck shit, cock balls, all of <laughs> it. You don't, have to, you don't like, need to celebrate it. That's a That's a part of my repertoire. I have like Tourette's when I'm like playing video games or something, and I'm just yelling. Okay, hold on. We we actually have a very important question before we really get deep into it. So it looks like you have the same microphone that uh, <laughs> I have in Alex, and I'm very curious to know what your settings are at. We talk a lot about like our our uh, settings. Geez. So yeah, so in the back, so face it right there are, yes. So what? What does it look are, like that you're setting yeah. this at? It looks like a butt. Yeah, yes. okay, she's on cheeksies. <laughs> she's on butt cheeks. Okay, so that's the one to go with. We got yeah. three butt cheeks in a road, Mike. I looked I this it. up because I'm I'm like so anal about these uh-huh. things. And so when I first got it, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what the game means or anything like that. So I just went mm-hmm. online and looked what other people were doing. And I, I don't know what it is, but it definitely looks like a butt. Butt like, cheeks for the win, like for heart, sure. But it looks more. No, like we we've been calling it butt cheeks the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, it's definitely butt cheeks. Um, well, Alexis, you know, welcome to Still Single. It's it's our podcast about dating and love, and you know, the age old question of when will we meet our soulmates. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you being on, and I I did a little dive on your Instagram, and uh, if for our audience, if you don't mind, can you can you just tell us like who you are in a nutshell or like what your your voice is on social and what you're trying to accomplish with your content yeah so i have changed a little like small background about me i've like changed my my thing that i've been on social media i like was on tumblr i don't know if you guys know what tumblr is Tumblr. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah i had like a, a, a we're that age demographic to rock <laughs> tumblr figure, for I sure think, I, don't know, I don't know how old you, all of you guys uh-huh. are i like think you're over 30 right mid 30s yeah. mid 30s yeah. okay cool um but i had tumblr and <laughs> started posting about like nutrition and then I came over to Instagram and like I was I went to school to um well I went to school to be a high school history teacher but that never happened because I realized I don't like kids um like other people's kids but don't like (laughs) children of my own and then um I went to get my certification in holistic health coaching did that for a little bit and basically from 2012 until now I have changed from being like a vegan nutrition page and then I was a paleo nutrition page and then I did fitness for a while and then I did network marketing and then I got really into what I do now 
just like life and business coaching. I kind of a combination of both. Um, I don't like just like helping people with business, like here's strategy and logistics and here's how to show up on social media. Like that stuff's really cool, but I like to help people with like kind of the underneath. I always say it's like the, the, Mm -hmm. the root versus the aid. And so I, right now I'm really helping uh, ADHD entrepreneurs like make business fun because we love to make everything really stressful and everything has to be really fucking hard. And so just being that unique, different, authentic version of you on social media and not being apologetic about it and then like making business fun, but doing it from the angle of like, let's talk about the reason why some of the things you're doing in your business are so hard. Not just like, Hey, stop procrastinating by getting a really awesome planner at target, but let's figure out like what you're actually running from. So I'm making, making you get deep. It's the time. I love this. I I feel like I need to get a new planner. I I don't really have a plan. Do, Do you have like a planner, like a physical one that you like you, you open up and you like, yeah. Uh, I have my own, and this is what I teach people is like, there's so much shit on social media. That's like, here's the million dollar strategy. That's going to make right. like, real bro marketing. Like this is the secret. I to got everything. into a TikTok hole last night about these are eight ways to create $10,000 of passive income a month. Yeah. Like, and all of the things work, but it's finding out what works for you. So for me personally, people with ADHD typically hate, um, like schedules and planners and things. Cause it makes us feel really caged in, but we do mm-hmm. need some structure. So like, I don't even know where it is, but I have a regular paper planner, but that's literally for my like to-do list of the day. It's like three things. And then my like calendar is on like Google calendar. So I use a mixture of like basically my notes app, a planner and like Google calendar. And that's it. I keep it really simple. People think I have like some magical app and I'm like, no, I just, keep everything very simple. I think people overcomplicate everything all the time. Especially well, we're, dating. We're yeah. down with the going deep. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. What do you, just because just you mentioned this, what would you say is the number one, if you had to make a pie chart, what would the Pac-Man part of the pie be for what most people are running from? Running from when it comes to what? In life well, and just, business? I guess your clients. Um... I, people a lot of times think that it's fear of failure, but I think fear of success is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. because essentially fear of success is more of like fear of change in disguise because we self-sabotage because even in dating, like, you know, if I, uh, men or women, like if I work really hard on this thing and I change my career or I change my life or I change whatever, I'm probably going to lose some friends. I'm probably going to have to be in different environments with different habits. And that means that my life's going to change. So I'm going to continue to procrastinate yeah, and self-sabotage yeah. and tell myself that I'm just lazy when I'm actually just afraid of all the things that are going to change, which means like I'm no longer going to have these friends or no longer going to have these people in my life or whatever. And so I think ultimately it would be like fear of success, which is really fear of change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, it's just resonating with me because I'm like, <laughs> I'm just so afraid of success, I guess. Because- yeah, yeah I, it, I, I agree with that, too. And, and I guess like I'm seeing both sides of it in the sense of like the value of I, I think as we get older and just, you know, I, I said this a lot as I would come home from I lived in L.A. for nine years and I would come back and and meet up with like my Chicago friends and guys that I went to high school with. And it was kind of interesting where I was like, hey, would you ever want to move back to Chicago? And I was like, I love these guys, but I'm not envious of their lives of like it just felt like mm-hmm. high school expanded, like of just so and so hooked up with so and so like that went to that. It, it just like didn't seem like there was 
like much evolution and I'm still good friends with a majority of them. But I think one thing that I've learned along the way is that like people come and go in your lives and sometimes they're really intense and you have a close relationship and then it kind of like fizzles and it's not that there's bad, you know, like not every fizzled relationship is like bad blood. It's just kind of like we went our separate ways and I wish that person the best and we can reconnect and, and all that kind of stuff. And, but it is interesting to hear, like, you know, you have to remind yourself so much of like, well, what's the worst that can happen, but it's like, all right, well, what's the best that can happen? Mm. We, we can't even imagine what that actually looks like to do that. But that concerns of, you know, the self, like being, you know, diagnosed with ADHD um, last year, officially, I always like joked that I had it, but like officially came through. And so like realizing all the self-sabotage and certain things that you do to like hold yourself back, like you have to remind yourself that you're the one that like, you're only competing with yourself and you're the only one that's like holding yourself back. Yeah. I think it's just really scary for people to, what's that quote? I'm, I'm a history major, so I should know this, but like, I think it was like JFK or something where it's like, we're not afraid of, of mm. like what we can't be, but afraid of our greatest potential. So that's not the quote at all, but it's something along yeah, those yeah. lines. And that I we're think powerful like, beyond measure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something like that. I should know it, but uh, I think it's, and it's not just, all, and this is the work that I do. It's not just identifying that that's the case. Cause I'll share that with people at first they fear success. And they're like, why would I not want to be successful? And I'm like, well, you have to think about it deeper than that, but it's not just identifying that you might be afraid of that. Cause like Jordan, what mm -hmm. you're saying, um, having, uh, kind of being like, okay, I just, I, I need to be okay with this. And I have a lot of potential, but it's not always really easy for people to do that. Especially if you have trauma, especially if you have certain behaviors role model for you, especially if you still are involved, like you stay close to your family uh, and a lot of them have these similar mindsets, like the, yeah. the crab mentality. If you put a bunch of crabs in a barrel uh, and one of them tries to crawl out, the other crabs will like try to pull them down. And so you have to identify An actual like, thing. Yeah, no, yeah. that's like a thing. If you put crabs in a barrel, one of them tries to crawl out, like the other crabs will like actually. They'll be like, so you ain't leaving, buddy. Yeah. You could go to like test it out if you want. No, no, no. That's like, that's such an interesting <laughs> analogy. And I think people will talk about like, you know, your friends are the ones that like want to see your success and don't get like jealous about that or like vengeful or, you know, mm -hmm. spiteful that you're trying to go after your dreams, like wanting success. Yeah. And, and I think that when you could know that that's the case and identify like, again, your, your environments and, and like your habits and whatnot that are creating more of that pattern, you also have to go even deeper to identify the parts of you. And this is kind of like not getting in like heavy into like trauma work, but like you have to identify the parts of you, like the little, little girl, little boy that is like yeah. holding on to this identity. Because if you don't, you can like, Instagram motivational quote your way, you know, all the way home, but it's not going to change like innately what's going on. And so I think like identifying that and, and that can be through working with a coach therapy, like journaling, meditating, whatever, like works for anybody. There's no right way. But if you, I think if you don't not like in this doomsday, oh, everything's going to suck. But if you don't, you'll keep running into these patterns. Like even so I true. Know, this is yeah. about like, you know, this podcast is about dating. Like you can even we I don't know like what your guys like belief is when you think about the word manifestation. I know some people are like, what is that? That's like asking about astrology. Um, but like just in terms of what you put out is what you get back. If you are noticing even in dating, 
because even though I'm a life and business coach, relationship stuff always comes up with my clients. Mm -hmm. Like if you notice that you're running into the same issues with dating or like the, whether it's the same kind of people that you don't want to date or the same patterns that are, that are happening, you again could have this fear of like, what if I do get into a relationship and then mm -hmm. it becomes more serious? And like, yeah. what does all yeah. of that mean? What am I actually afraid of? Cause you could yeah. really truly want a relationship. But if you're afraid of that, whether it's like afraid of co commitment, but just fear of change, there's so many things that you can be doing to self-sabotage without realizing it. And then you're like, why isn't dating working? And it's because of those things, but a hundred percent. I mean, I, I know I, Alex, yeah. you want to say something really quick, but I just want to jump back. In. Is is the, quote a, is, it, is the quote a Maslow quote? Because I, I Googled it and is it not a Maslow quote? I don't know. I thought it was like one of the Kennedys or like Teddy Roosevelt or something. Yeah, I feel it like sounds it's a like a Teddy Roosevelt kind of quote. Okay, I'll keep looking then. Okay, <laughs> it's something Alex. along the lines. If it's the same one, it's like it's, uh, our greatest fear is not that we're not powerful, they're powerful beyond measure. Something something like, yeah, yeah, we fear our highest Whoa, possibilities. We are, dude. Whatever. I was Ivy League grad, played Ivy League Division One lacrosse. It's not a big deal. People talking about it. it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> so, the, so the quote here that I'm looking at is: "We are generally afraid to become that which we can glimpse in our most perfect moments under conditions of great courage." That's that not it, but that's, that's a different that, one. But that goes okay. that goes along with what we're talking okay, about. Okay, Alex, go ahead. I'll keep looking. Go. It's all you. You have the floor. No, I was going to be spice. Um, <laughs> also, I saw a dude in the gym today. Uh, I, I want to like, I, there's so many tangents here that we could go on, but I saw a guy in the shirt. Uh, he had a shirt that said spicy. And I was like, oh, I almost was like, dude, where'd you get this shirt? I got to get it for my boys. Um, Is this an inside joke Jay. that I'm not included? Yeah, in? yeah. Well, we, we've we all done this Jordan for 40 spicy. episodes. We're also like very dear friends. So, you know, when you're at that comfort level, you can just like, you know, you can come as you are. And so sometimes we get a little spicy with each other. I like it. Spice. I like it. Spice is good. I mean, there's I mean, so many different ways we can go. Uh, like there's so many avenues from like, I have the, the tangent of like, we can talk about like our traumas. We can talk about like, literally what's on my mind is I've heard now that girls think a booty is hot on a guy. I don't have a butt. And so I'm, I'm literally in the gym trying to get a dumper. So like, what you all want to talk Wait, about? You got you got that. <laughs> I from love all Alexis. of these tangents. You we don't that. have to make it serious. <laughs> I like that's typically what I'm talking about on a lot of uh, podcasts anyway. So like we can go. All I'm open for anything. I love tangents. ADHD brains. So that's like what we do. <laughs> we do long, we do a so. Teddy Roosevelt quote, and then he's like, <laughs> "I just need a dumper. I just need <laughs> I need a bigger dumper." Still single, you know, bro. That's what te that's what Teddy was actually talking. You, about. Where where did you see this that that. <laughs> Where did this come to like a re revelation for you that I just kind of heard, you know, a scuttlebug just kind of hear this. You know, so the question is, the do you want to have a dumper? Or do you want a girl that wants you to have a dumper? Do you want a girl that doesn't care if you have one? Or not? You know what? And it, okay, well, here we go. Now it's all coming full circle. My think one of my greatest fears is that I am not enough. And I, you know, we're all part of a men's group together. And like, I work with a lot of high achieving guys. We, I think With that is a, butts. I think that is a, but, but it's like, okay, so I got a new car. Now I'm going to get abs. Now I'm going to get a dumper. Like at what, okay, I'm reaching this career mile mark at what point of external validation, you know what I'm saying? Cause there's always going to be a new external validation, whether it's a bank account or a mile measure or the house or the Instagram post, there's always a new, like now I'm good enough. Right. Yeah. And unless. Unless you're just not. And, and and I'll be honest, like I literally have been waking up and telling myself, like, I am fully loved. I am fully loved. 
I am fully loved. And the truth is, I am trying to fully love myself, but I'm going to a God place because I'm like, you know what? Even if I can't love myself, I do believe that there's a creator that loved me. And that's my beliefs. But it's like, that is what's trying to work for me to fill my tank because the I am not enough is so deep in our society and especially for our generation. It shows differently in men and women. So I'm a dude and I just know that for us guys, it shows up in, are you tough enough? Have you earned enough? Are you hardworking enough? Are you you good enough? Yeah. And then, and that's the thing with like the what you were saying, like, it's the car, it's the, this, it's the, that it, you can keep chasing that unless you can identify where, and, and like all so many men. And, and I'm so glad you guys have that space where you allow men to like open up and be vulnerable because it's so needed. Um, and sorry, my dogs keep coming in and out like they're Dude, that or a ghost. Such bad timing. We're like trying to get deep and they're just in and out barking and barking. Um, but it it's so a lot of men struggle with that, like not feeling like they're enough, you know, it's, they gotta be strong. They gotta be tough. They gotta be all the things they gotta, they gotta serve. They gotta, you know, do all of it. And unless you can identify for you specifically, cause everybody's like trauma and experience is different. Why mm. that is so hard. You yeah. can, and the affirmations are good. Hell yes. Like telling yourself that you're enough, finding something that you connect to in terms of your purpose, whatever you believe in God, Buddha, like a monkey that lives in the sky. Like it doesn't matter if you can find that purpose, that's going to be really important. But there are specific parts of you. Like you didn't wake up one day and all of a sudden you just didn't believe you were enough. It could be due to society, parents, school, past girlfriend, like whatever it was that essentially the way way I uh, explain it to my clients is like, and this is just how I see it there. There's like this core moment or memory or a bunch of memories that kind of create this idea that let's say, for example, that you're not enough. And mm-hmm. then because w- when we're younger, like we absorb that and we take that as, okay, this is, this is law. This is how I have to see the world. Mm-hmm. And then that's your belief. And then you walk around life, your whole life through school and through relationships and through all the things on believing that. And so you you repeat the, you repeat the pattern, whether you realize it or not. And there's something in our brain called the RAS. It's a reticular activating system, which essentially is like this, what, what you focus on is what you manifest type of thing. Like your right. brain just hyper fixates on it. And so if you have this belief that I'm not enough, then you walk through your whole life with these blinders on. That's like, look at all these things that prove that I'm not enough. And you end up getting in relationships that make you feel like you're not enough. You end up consuming content because you're RS is paying attention to the things that reinforce the idea that you're not enough. And so you have the memory, you have the pattern, and then it's just this like ball of shit that just makes you mm. feel more not enough. So the affirmations are great. Meditating on it, journaling on it is great, but taking that time out to literally have conversations with the parts of you. And this can be like your younger self, your mm-hmm. teenage self, your whatever, and letting them know, like giving them the time and attention to actually be heard. This might seem like a little bit weird, but they're you're literally talking to those parts of yourself because usually they've grown up their whole lives, especially mm. as men, just being told that like, suck it up. Yeah, you might not feel yeah. good enough, but just keep proving yourself. And yep. then they never really got to get heard. And so when you listen to them again through inner child work, meditation, journaling, whatever works for you, there's a million and 10 things. And then you help offer them a new perspective, like, hey, and this is where kind of the affirmations can really come in of like, we understand that we've been told our whole lives that we're not enough, but what if we shifted it to this perspective? And then you have to go and practice with that new perspective, 
with that conversation you have with your younger self over and over and over again. And that's when all the things that you're trying to believe right now become easier and they become more second nature because you're doing it at a root level versus just like slapping yeah. an Instagram quote that makes you feel better for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm having some feelings over here. Um, this is resonating because I, I grew up with um, a very, very tough stepdad and he was very critical. And um, I then also had a, a champion mom who was <clears throat> always like, you're the best, Robbie, and, and you're so great. And I, I feel like it's manifested in my self-talk is quite negative, which I think feel is my stepdad's voice or whatever. And then I, I also gravitate towards women who are genuinely, generally more like cheerleader or enthusiastic or more like you're so great and kind of like they are providing those affirmations. Mm -hmm. um, and I think something that I've been challenging myself over the last like year and a half of me being still single is, uh, you know, building those tools to like talk myself out of the negative self-talk and also boost myself up by myself without like becoming codependent on a partner to do yeah. that. It's yeah. Good. And, and I it, think, it's very challenging. Yeah. I think with partners, like it through my own experience and, and through like my work is that, and I think this also speaks to a lot more on the women's side, but may, maybe, maybe for men as well. It's like you, when, when they say um, like, you have to love yourself before somebody can love you. Mm -hmm. I think that's like, yes and no. Yes. You do need to learn to give yourself those things. But it's a 50-50 thing, like, or maybe even a little bit more. Like we need as our own selves need to be able to give ourselves the love and attention and the and the needs that we have. Mm -hmm. But you also can find a partner that can give you those things. And if they can't, as long as you know that I'm trying to give myself those things, I'm doing the work, I'm I'm doing what I need, but I have these needs, I think that's fine. But so what you're saying to like finding those people that are like the cheerleaders, I think that you um, the more you work on like you, all the things that you're working on, like giving those things to yourself, I think you'll end up finding someone that can still have that, like, it's going to mm. make you feel good cheerleader esque, but it won't be something that you're relying on to like, make you feel good. It's kind right. of like this. I make myself feel good every day, but holy shit, I found a partner that like boosts that that's like, right. You know, extra bonus points at the end of the day. Um, I want to call it back to just like this idea of patterns and how sometimes patterns in dating or business are are connected to past trauma. Um, I've I've definitely noticed a little pattern in my like dating where it's like a fast burn and I get very excited very quickly and then I like immediately like pull out and I'm just like nope not for me. Is and this like the episode where you you like stop dating the girl because she held chopsticks weird? Yes. <laughs> um, she was. So you listen. You're listening. Yeah. <laughs> She's just so, like, is she this episode so 26 at minute mark 47 minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is shallow. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I. I think there. There were other reasons other than the top six, but um, in in general, I've noticed a pattern over the last like year and a half where I I I get very excited. I'm almost enamored, and then I you know. I don't know, something happens where I just go, but this isn't it. And I get very scared very quickly. And I feel so bad because I have to kind of end, you know, I, I'm ending a relationship and I feel guilty and I feel like just the worst person imaginable. Um, and I, I don't know what that's tied to. I think I, I got burned pretty bad in my last serious relationship. So I feel like there's some fear there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Alex and Jordan know why or well. I don't know. I, I don't want to like uh, 
jump in and like try to necessarily coach you, but do you know um what your like attachment style is? I think you're just damaged, bro. <laughs> That's not damaged goods. <laughs> Dude, no, you're damaged. Like, you, also, you also is that, do you do you have a like a door behind you? Or is that like yeah, a I got blank? No, no, not you, Alexis. Oh no, no, no. Oh, it's a, a it's oh, a psych. It's a gotcha. white psych. It's gotcha, for like gotcha. Um, oh. But do you like? Are you familiar with attachment styles? Like totally. Like- My attachment styles are. I'll tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> they are words of affirmation and physical. No, touch. no, 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 no. Those are different. love languages. But oh, I love those are that. love languages. My attachment <laughs> yeah. style. Okay. That's attachment okay. style is definitely anxious attachment style. Like really? Yeah. Because what? Then, from, I mean, if you know your attachment mm-hmm. style, you know yourself best. But typically, I see with like avoidant attachment styles with like new relationships. People with avoidant and everybody can have like if you actually take like the quiz, you'll see like you'll be like 36% anxious and so there still be can be like avoidant in there. But typically people who are avoidant for different reasons and we typically uh, um, develop our attachment styles like as newborns, it's not like something that's like later on like it can again the pattern can kind of like increase it but usually it's way way earlier in life but um avoidance typically when they get into relationships because it's non-committal in the beginning and it's fun mm. and your body's producing more all the really good feel-good hormones like endorphins serotonin all the feel-good things so your body is just it's kind of like when you get hurt if you play you guys all played sports right i think but like mm-hmm. if you you know get hurt and then your adrenaline's pumping and you don't feel any pain it's kind of like that when you're in the new relationship like you're not worried about the commitment you're not worried about anything because you feel so good mm-hmm. and then when things Things start to get a little bit more serious and that slow burn or that, that, that quick burn in the beginning kind of starts to die down. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh my God, it's kind of fear of success. Like going back to the beginning. Yeah, it's like, Oh, that's what I, uh, yeah. what's this, what's this going on? I'm gonna, and, and you don't even realize it You're self-sabotage and it's not you, your current adult self that's running from it. It's probably your younger self. That's, that's like, Hey, listen, we got to get the fuck out of here and right. you want to stay. So it's, it's navigating that. So again, I'm not telling you that you're avoiding if you know that you're, I think I might be avoided. Maybe I switched from, well, well, yeah, hold on real quick. So for, I'm unaware of a hundred percent what my attachment styles are and so i did a quick google search as well and so there are four major attachment styles and so i'm just going to read this off it's a very like um you know talk to me like a five-year-old way of explaining nice. each that's one a, so, that's, 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 that's what we need that's yeah what we need. so there's only there's four of them and there's the anxious one and it says i want to be extremely emotionally close with others but they abandon me then there's the fearful avoidant which is i have trust issues and maintain distance from others there's the avoidant, which is it is very important that I feel independent and self-sufficient. And then there's secure, which is I don't worry about being abandoned or about someone getting too close to me. That yeah, one just seems like a lie. That one just seems like that one's lying to themselves. No one's secure. secure. <laughs> it is a- <laughs> there are some people that are secure, but uh, it, uh, I guess they're. Uh, there's it's... they lack self-awareness if they're secure no one not buying well, well no like a lot of people <laughs> get to be secure like you can start as anxious or avoidant or fearful avoidant but and then get to secure but there are some mm-hmm. people that like had those really awesome childhoods with nothing wrong and like yeah. no no issues and they're just secure but like secure is very uncommon so 
Yeah, but I would recommend taking the quiz. Getting familiar with your attachment style is really beneficial um, for, for especially for dating. Like if you are like looking to date to like take it more serious, but typically the, the that's why I was saying I'm not saying that you're avoidant, but you could be avoidant if that's the case because it's super common. It's like, oh my gosh, everything's awesome and fun. And then once like you get the ick or, or like something gets more serious then or someone starts to get closer. That's when you want to book. Like I'm anxious. I'm like, be around me all the time. Don't leave me. I mean, I've worked on it, of course, but like that's typically. I'm anxious. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> Rob, what are you, Jordan? I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm avoidant. I don't know. I, I really I thought... want you to go like take a quiz on your own. I do not want to tell you that you are, but just something to look into. Okay. But... I'll, I'll definitely look into it. No, I've just noticed a pattern of like, yeah, I get really enamored, really excited. And then I, as soon as it takes that next step into uh, more serious land, I get very scared. Yeah. So like we could talk about like tips and tricks and things you could do for when that happens to like even having just like, I don't know, checking in with yourself. I don't know if you journal at all, but like even having a conversation for people who like don't like journaling, because I do work with a, a lot of people who hate journaling, even just like if you go for like a walk and you put your headphones in, and you pretend that you're talking to someone, but you're just mm. talking to yourself, like talk it out. If you don't feel like writing it down, you mm. can do that. Okay. Like, what am I, what am I feeling? Why is this scaring me? That can be beneficial. I call it like, um, that's like a more surface level type of stuff. But if you want to make it so you, not that you never have that, but like that doesn't come up as often you need yeah. to work on like that and, and understanding more about like that avoidant attachment and working through that will make those moments happen less versus you always trying to be reactive. You're going to be proactive if that makes sense. That does. No, yeah. that that's, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> Jordan, what are you? Do you? I know you're unfamiliar with it, but look. Yeah, at I mean, looking through it, I I haven't taken the quiz officially like I have in like you know the Myers Briggs tests or things like that in the past. Um, I would probably say that I'm avoidant, um, just by looking at this very like five year old version of it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of probably where I feel most connected with, with yeah. a little bit of like, uh, fearful avoidant. Yeah. I think understanding that can be so helpful. Like it's really helpful, of course, in relationships, like knowing your love language is really important as well. But mm -hmm. I think knowing that when going into dating, not so you can like, like, you know, some people want to know that about their partner, which I think can be helpful, but it's just important to know that about yourself before going in. Cause you can know yeah. having these reactions. It's like, I don't want this person to leave if you're anxious or you're, I, this person's getting way too fucking close. And mm -hmm. you can know that you're not just going fucking crazy or you're, or this person is doing it to you. There are things that are going on with yourself and you can go, Oh, like, that's what I really like helping people do is helping them understand themselves and feel seen. Because when you can do that, even with ADHD, when you find out you have ADHD and you're like thinking back on your entire life and you're like, it's just, it just helps yeah. you give yourself more grace instead of being mm -hmm. like, I'm just like a lazy. No, that, that like, it, it was both like good and bad for me once like I got officially diagnosed and they started explaining more things. And I was like, oh man. But also it was like, it almost flipped this switch of like, my brain's different. Can't do like, I don't know how to function anymore. Like this is officially and you know, it, it really uh, a spiral thing, but I wonder if we felt more comfortable talking about our attachment styles or, or you know, a bit, you know, we are in like the dating realm of like a first date question is like, what are your love languages? But never is it like, what's your attachment style? It's more mm -hmm. and like, we're asking astrology of like, what's your sign? And not that like, you know, oh, like Leos and Capricorns don't usually mix. And it's like, 
all right, well, you know, th- there's yeah. so much of that that I can kind of like, you know, drink the Kool-Aid on. Like, I do believe a lot of like yeah. astrology and there is interesting elements to it, but you know, there needs to be a little bit both in business and dating and life in general of just like understanding your past traumas and why you behave the way that you do. I mean, that's where Mm. journaling therapy, all that kind of stuff, like self-awareness kind of comes in. Yeah. It's so important. And it's uh, not, everybody's going to necessarily have, cause I've thought about this, but like, not everybody's going to be comfortable having, and I don't think you should be asking necessarily on a first date, like what's your attachment style? How's your trauma in your childhood? But like, if I think if guy to girl, girl to guy, whatever, like being, if you can add it, in my opinion, if I can ask that question and it's not going to scare you away, if it does scare you away, then probably wasn't going to work out anyway. You know what I mean? Not asking it on the first date, but knowing it for yourself and then knowing that about the other person. And, and like, if it's important to you, of course, like, uh, them knowing their attachment style and how that affects them. Just mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of self-awareness because your attachment style affects everything. And it's typically your, you know, relationship with your parents again, earlier in life, but is also going to be affected for like how that, you know, yeah. when. and it's come up before, like Rob, you can talk about, like, it seems like in a lot of your connections with people, you trauma bond. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm trauma Bobby over here. Uh, I'm Bobby, Bobby Trauma. Bobby. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm a, I'm a widower, Alexis, and uh, uh-huh. my wife passed away three and a half years ago. And you know, she was the love of my life, and we had a child together. Like it's, it's a it's a tragic story. Um, and and it's very much my story. So when I go on a date with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I I I talk about it, and and it's just an immediate kind of just it, it's an important share. It's it's just the truth of my life. Yeah. Um, and I think that my vulnerability and it's always honest it it allows i think the women that i date to just feel very comfortable sharing and and being open um and you know that way we can have like a very deep connection very quickly and i i think that it's it's great i mean i've i've made some very solid connections dating and 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 meeting women and um I don't know. I mean, I've tried to do some of the more surface, like what's your three favorite fruit questions on dates, which is like one of Jordan's go-tos and I'm, and it's, uh, a, great, it's a great line. Fruit. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm like, did I just really so fucking good. ask that? Like that? I can't even get behind this, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's fun. Like it's fun where I'm like, you know, do you want to have kids? Do you, do you want to have more kids? Uh, and I, I get these, I get these questions out very quickly so that I know like if it's a fit because I'm, I don't know if I'm really in this, like, I don't know. I'm I'm in a, I'm in a conflicted place. I feel, I feel a transition coming out of maybe a little bit of a, you know, single, just dating, having fun energy into more of like, yeah, it would be nice to have like a girlfriend and like, you know, maybe a partner in crime. Um, yeah, I, I think you asking those questions are, are at, at the end of the day, whatever anybody, however, anybody wants to treat dating and the questions they think are important. I think that's what matters. Like, I don't think there's anything, you know, wrong with it. There's one thing you can kind of check in a little bit. Um, and this, this can be, oh, well, definitely with ADHD, we just have this in common. Um, but a lot of people with trauma, um, can tend to overshare, um, because of that desire for like mm. that connection. And so it's less about you sharing it with other people and that being wrong. It's sharing it with the right person yeah. because if you share it with the wrong person and that, you know, it's 
it's the you know uh, the hard part of dating is like how do I know if it's the right person to share with but like maybe and this would this would be a process to figure out not like a long process but figuring out like what are the questions that maybe are like similar to those but like a little bit more digestible that crack open the shell of another person to let you know like hmm this is a green flag that I could probably ask deeper questions or like hmm they answered that a little bit odd like maybe I'm I don't want to share that because that's when the trauma bond stuff can happen mm -hmm. especially if it oh, ends totally. up being like a longer relationship so yeah. yeah, no, I've experienced a gamut of <clears throat> reactions to my story and I can tell pretty quickly. I'm like, mm, that wasn't the best reaction or like she's not empathetic, uh, but I don't like it's not like we talk only about that. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. very much it's it's a topic and usually sometimes it doesn't even come up like it's just it's not not a part of it. But I mean, but it's 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 if they're all going to move forward, it's like you would have to, you would have to keep a lot tight to the chest because like that, like for you to not bring that up, like you would have to not talk about Leia, your daughter. Yeah. I mean, the bet, <clears throat> the background on my phone is my daughter. Like it's right. not, I, this is who no, I it's am. It's just some random, it's just, a, it's just like, uh, it's a stock it's a random, edge. Yeah. It's <laughs> is that, is that not like, I haven't been on dating apps in, eight years um so i i'm so jealous I, well i'm going through a divorce so that's fun um nice. but uh i is that something like in terms of sharing on the app like do you like do you share that like oh, i'm yeah. not like that I'm, I'm a widower but like that you have a daughter like do you have pictures of the, her on i have i have i'm on one dating app right now and i have one picture of us um but yeah i've gone as far as like being like yeah i am a widower and single yeah. dad and like it's i don't know if it necessarily attracts or it i don't know if it's an attractive point or if it's not i've i've had women For the be right like, woman it is right yeah, like i've, I've definitely had women be like i love that you have a kid it's like it's it's beautiful um I mean, it yeah, I think I think for like like Alex is saying, like if you the 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 right person, not only might that like fit who they it's not necessarily like I want to date somebody with a kid, but like they they are committed to something. It's like everything that kind of is attached to that. So there's people yeah. that are probably looking for that. But I also think like not necessarily soulmate, but like the right energy, like someone meets someone. And if you connect like the right person, even if they didn't necessarily plan on dating somebody that has your background, if right. they, if that connection is there, the right person is not going to give a shit. Like they're gonna be like, Oh, this totally. wasn't a part of my plan, but like this person's awesome. So I don't really care. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. So you, you did just mention that you're going through a divorce. Um, are very you, new. is it very new? Is that what you said? Like three weeks ago. Oh like my just God. decided three weeks ago. Okay. So, so I know that a lot of our listeners uh, are divorced or, you know, they've gone through a divorce. Um, my parents got divorced when I was very little. It's, you know, it's part of, it's part of marriage, I guess, is divorce. Um, do you, are you comfortable sharing a little bit about your yeah. journey and, yeah. and like opening up about like what you guys are going through and yeah, how you kind of yeah. got here? Yeah, it's it's I feel like it's we're one of those friends that uh my my husband like didn't think a lot of our friends were gonna be surprised. And I was like, I don't know. I really think they are. And like our friends that live here in Denver who see us more than any of our other friends, um, 
we told them and they were like the most surprised. So I'm like, oh, really we're surprised. Everybody's going to be surprised. And so um, like all of our friends live like we're from like the Delaware Philly area. So a lot of our friends live on the East Coast. But um, so this is something that for us isn't new. Uh, we've been dating. We, it would have been nine years in November. We've only been married for a year and a half. So it's I I think the biggest thing for me, and this is a message I get because I shared it on social media yesterday. Mm. It's a decent size following. And for me, showing up on social media and like being authentic, like yeah. is very like authenticity is like one of my biggest words. And so I can't show up as my authentic self if I have this stuff going on, you know, in the background. So I asked him if he was comfortable when we shared it. And so one of the messages that I keep getting from people, and this is what what I'm proud of and I wanted to share for this reason is that people are like, it's so nice to see people ending a relationship and it not having to be like hostile. Something that's really important to both of yeah. us is that like, we're able to stay friends with each other. And if we get in a relationship, obviously that's not anything that we're thinking about right now that the other person is like, okay with that. Not like we're going to be best pals and like hanging out, but that like he's right, still right, right. in my life. Cause he's just an important person because the only reason it didn't really work out is cause like, it just didn't work out. And this was really honestly like, not that there is one breakup or divorce that's easier for anybody, but, um, you know, when, when someone cheats on you, that fucking sucks. Like that, yeah. that's really terrible, but there's something to be said about a relationship where like you like, like we're best friends and we're just no longer going to do this. It's like, okay, we just have to end things because it's just romantically not working. It's really fucking hard to like go through that because it's like imagine just like having like you know you guys are i'm assuming best friends and you're just like okay i'm not gonna we're just not gonna do this anymore like it's like mm. all the things that are attached to that so it's been a long time coming for everybody else it's a surprise but for us we've kind of been thinking about it for a bit so yeah. i feel like you know I'm crying less, which is nice. Um, mm -hmm. We're we're like able to we're able to joke about it and like like you know uh, when we when we move out of this house, like where are you gonna live? And okay, with this, is what we're gonna do with the dogs? And so the fact that we can have those conversations is really important to me. Um, but it definitely sucks because I think our experience is like everything for the most part did work out, but the things that didn't just weighed too heavy. It wasn't like yeah. there were a giant list of things. Yeah. It was a small list, but the yeah. list was way too heavy to like work it out. And they were really related to love languages and attachment styles. So, which like you, that's like, <laughs> it's ingrained in you. It's very hard to teach your partner a love language that you love. Like mm. with my ex, I know that she was, I think her love languages were um, like gifts and gift giving. And that's how she showed me a lot of love. And that's how she wanted to receive love. And I'm terrible at giving gifts. Like, like I'm yeah. so bad. And I just remember receiving those gifts and almost being like, all I really want is a hug. Like, it, cause I just like physical mm -hmm. touch and that's yeah. just like what I, it, what I, what I love. And I, I, you know, I have some friends who are dating and it's, it's, you know, it's hard to just like, it's, it's hard to teach those love languages to your partner, no yeah. matter how, how close of friends you are or how, how, you know, how much you actually love each other. I'm sure you love your, your Soon to be. I don't know what to call him either. Soon to be ex-husband, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you guys have obviously spent a good chunk of life together. Um, I think it's beautiful that you guys are splitting off amicably. And at the end of the day, I I saw a video last night about a breakup being like, you know, we're still on the same team even though we're not doing this together. Yeah. Meaning like, I have you know I have some exes where like literally I'm just so happy to see them happy. Like I'm yeah. happy to see them with a kid and husband and 
or like a new boyfriend, like there are exes in my life that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm truly just like, yes, she's good. Like that makes yeah. me really happy. Yeah. It's compersion. It's like when we see other people be happy, it makes us, it makes us happy. And I think that was the important thing for us is like, there's so many, I'm very much like a, it's weird. Cause I'm a rule follower with certain things, but when it comes to like society and like the, the, the man and whatnot, I'm like, I'm going to do what I want. But like, there's so many people that stay in relationships. And like, we've seen, I'm sure we've all seen our parents like stay in relationships for so long and it's just not working, but like, you just have to. And so I think that like, it was for me sharing it. Like, I don't, I, nothing really worries me to share anymore. I've been just sharing for so long. I think I'm numb to it, but like the idea of it being like a stigma that like, we haven't even been two years into marriage and we're like deciding to end it. But like, I'd rather end it now without any resentments, just knowing that we both know in like, in terms of our intuition that like, if it hasn't worked out at this point, it's probably not going to change. And so like doing that before there were our resentments. So this person can still be like, you know, an important friend in my life. Like that's more important than me trying to like force a marriage for five years and then ending it. Like, it's just, I think a lot of people, I've got a lot of messages from people and I I hate this because I feel like I, are you guys into human design? Yeah. Do you know what human design is? No. What is that? Okay. We could like talk for seven more hours about it, but it's, um, it's, it's so hard to explain. I'm not good at explaining it. So it's like, think astrology. Cause it is, de- it is rooted in like your, your birth time, but it's, it's different. There's five different like energy types. There's manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And there's like all this thing to it. I could go on and on, but it's essentially like this guidebook given to us from the universe of like who we are highly recommend looking into it because if you're not into astrology, everybody who isn't necessarily fully into astrology, they learn about human design. They're like, mind blown but so i'm a manifester so i tend to have like a really big influence like on people and when i posted this i've already been getting and it's only been yesterday and we're already getting been getting an influx of messages being like you're making me like think my like rethink my relationship and i'm like Mm. i didn't even really share that much but i think that people see like oh okay just because i'm friends with this person if i feel in my gut that it's not working maybe i should let it go You know what I mean? And I think that's so hard. I'm not saying like I have it harder than somebody who's been cheated on, but I think they have their own difficulty and like being able to walk away from that when like most of the time you're having fun is fucking hard, like really hard. Yeah. There's a, there's like a, I saw this dude sharing about it. There's like an interesting study where it's like, basically the truth is that if you are in a worse situation you're actually better off than than someone who's in a pretty okay situation. Because if you're in a pretty okay situation, job, where you're living, relationship, you're going to stay there. But if yeah. you're in a crappy situation, you're going to leave and find something better. Yeah. So it's I, I hear what you're saying. Where like no, you all, I, I, yeah. I like that. I, I, think I mean, Alex, you always say like good is the enemy of great. Yeah, and Jordan was, hates I when I say that. Say. But well, yeah. I was just about to say that. Somebody said that to me before. Because uh, like isn't it? A good relationship it's, isn't great. Yeah. So I understand I understand the thinking of like when you're just doing okay, you're just going to like sit in that okayness. But when things suck, you're like, I need to make this change. But I'm under the impression that – isn't the quote that like um, uh, great is the enemy of good enough Like or like good? Like when you're wanting some perfection – like when it's like, this is good enough, but we like, let's do another shoot. Let's do another take Let's do, And it's like, we've I think got it, well, what we perfect. wanted and we're searching for. I think for perfect is maybe perfection. what you're thinking. Okay. 
Yeah. I, that's what I was thinking is like my, my first initial reaction to that is, and it's because it's ingrained in us in society of uh like chasing after better right. means that it has to be perfect. We get to define our relationship with perfection because perfection sucks. So like, don't, yeah, it's not a, you don't want to, you don't want to chase after that, but you can figure out what your version of like, like really great means. And again, go, full circle moment, going back to that fear of success, fear of change. It's like, mm -hmm. if you go by what you've been brought up with and society, it's like, yeah, if I chase after something, it has to be this like hustle culture and go after it. And it has to be this big grandiose thing. Or it's like, like well, maybe I get to chase after, but I get to have like what that looks like for me specifically. And I know for me, one of the issues in my relationship is I just have really high standards. Not like I need perfection, but there's certain things that like I'm not willing to let go of. And mm -hmm. so that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect, but those are my standards. So I think that good to great is what is your standard of great? And it doesn't have to be perfection, but for some person it might be, but they need to find someone that either is okay with that or meets them where they're at if that makes sense yeah i mean i think we'll all just die alone and it's whatever <laughs> well it's interesting <laughs> hearing like do. it's it's interesting hearing you talk about like how you like shared your story a little bit and so many other people are like oh i feel so empowered i do you know like people just connect for that and when people are struggling in their own story it makes me think of the elizabeth gilbert book big magic where she talks about how she was in this um, with eat, pray, love, how she was in this like toxic relationship or whatever. And during a book signing, a woman came up to her and was like, I love that you told the story about like this, uh, you know, this woman that was doing this. And she, and she later, you know, uh, I'm paraphrasing here where she's like, I didn't write that. I didn't have issues with like an abusive alcohol, like something like that, where yeah. this woman was going through that, but she changed it in her mind just because she was going through such a bad situation and mm. seeing someone share and talk about it that she latched onto that so other people wow. are you know you being able to share your story i know you posted recently on your your instagram what was it yesterday or the day before like yeah. officially announcing that's the case so i wonder you know kind of the outpouring of love or uh, you know support that you're getting or other people that are in the same situation that are just kind of like stuck um because you're like listen i still have love for this person but like we're just not a match moving forward in that you know, you have to accept that. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it. There, it can go either way, but I think when people see someone do something, a big change or whatever, and it empowers them to like look inward to like what their own situation is, mm -hmm. they can take it as making assumptions about like, okay, I need, like, and that's like with TikTok and Instagram and all like the, there's, we are in like overload of all the stuff that's coming to us uh, with like personal development, business development, relationship advice. Like you go on a TikTok and you're like, I have autism and my husband is cheating on me. Like it's like a million things are going on. And so I think we have to be able, and this is what I like helping clients do is create like this inner filtration system that helps you like know yourself really well. So you can filter out what doesn't serve you and like take in what does. So I think like knowing what you're looking at, making sure you're not making any assumptions, but also like if, if somebody making a decision about something, a big change or whatever in their life inspires you and you just take that inspiration and like apply it to you, not saying this person's story is my story, but their, their courage to do this inspires me to have courage in my own way. I think like that's where it's beneficial versus like trying to identify exactly with their story, you know, sorry. No, this is, this is I, mean, yeah. I mean, this is amazing. 
this is this is super helpful for um people who are dating or people who are in a relationship i think that the fear of success kind of feels like the overall theme um which is something i'm i'm struggling with um and not not only in like dating but you know career stuff too like you you can build this momentum and then you can be like oh my god things are clicking and then you like you almost get scared and you like turn the, the heat down a little bit because you're just oh, yeah. like wait a minute i need escape like this is this is too much mm. or this is this is going too well um yeah. and and i think the fear of success is uh it's human and I've definitely noticed with my, like my TikTok, I share a lot about, it's all, it's mostly grief related content. And I talk about being a widower and, you know, life after death of a loved one. Um, and so many people have reached out to me just being like, thank you for sharing your story and thank you for opening up. And that really resonates with me. So finding that authentic voice, whether it's through dating or business or grief is like that, that that is our human superpower that we all have is, yeah. is if we can like share it with the world. Yeah. I think it's great that you offer that space because I'm sure like there's probably more women doing that. And so to have like a man do that, I think mm, just yeah. gives it like, yeah, it just opens up space for, for people. Even if they like, don't say anything, you're probably affecting so many more people than you even realize like massively for sure. It's funny. I've noticed a little shift in my like content creation. I've been focusing more on like Instagram versus TikTok over the last two months. And my Instagram persona is a little bit different than my TikTok persona. Have I think you... everybody's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's like normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed that I like, can't figure out TikTok. I, I, but I also, when I say that, then I, the like little coach in the back of my head is like, you don't consistently do it. I, cause right. I, when the, when the pandemic happened or not even the pandemic, cause I, I started TikTok like back in, 2018 or something like that. And then when the pandemic happened, like I gained like 26,000 followers in like 30 days. And I was nice. like, Oh, this is awesome. And then like, as everybody's experience, like no one gets views anymore, which like, it doesn't really matter about the views, but I, it is frustrating when you're trying to put stuff out into the world. Definitely. And, and it's not, it's not, it's, it, it's not getting seen. Um, so that can be frustrating, but I do notice that like, I want, I want to be more like, non-businessy on tiktok for some reason but mm. then like i can't figure out what works on tiktok who knows haven't figured it out yet figured out instagram not tiktok yeah tiktok it's like as soon as i start talking about non-grief stuff it's like does it just doesn't pop yeah and it's also like i want to be happy yeah i'm in a good place tiktok let me like let me live yeah Swan it's dives. just like if, if you've trained the algorithm to know that that's your content and you shift that you could probably do well but then you would have to consistently show up like that with that new kind of content for like at least probably like three or four months right. um which i always tell clients like they never want to hear that they're like let me just like try it for two weeks i'm like no three months minimum and then see how things go before you jump ship so, so i have a question just just going back so you are going you're going to be newly single um soon and I'm sure that you are, that reality is, you know, you're accepting that and it'll be an evolution. Yeah. Is there, is there any desire in you to like go on a date or to start dating again? Or are you going to first take this period to maybe relearn yourself? I know it's an almost nine year relationship. Like it's a long time. Like what is your, have you thought about that at all? 
Yeah, that's a question I've been getting from like a few people and friends and things like that. I think I'm not attached to anything. My first initial reaction was just like, eat, pray, love. Like I'm, I have a retreat in France in August and I'm going to be going on that and then like staying for another two weeks. And so like, I have that, um, I'll probably have my like eat, pray, love moment, but I, I don't have any interest in that because also I've never been single in my entire life. I've been dating since wow. I was 15. So I've always been in a relationship. I've never been on a dating app. Never did like, I think the longest I was was like six months. Um, mm -hmm. But even then I was like still like, cause my, my husband, we, we went to high school together, not didn't date at all. We were like dating each other's best friends. And then we like connected after college. Um, so I don't, I don't see myself getting in like the, not even not that I wouldn't go on a date because I would but not in a relationship just because I want to like experience being on my own yeah. you know and I'm gonna move from Boulder to Denver because I live in Boulder right now and so I want to be able to like be a city girl I mean I've lived in cities before but like just do my thing but I'm also not against like if someone came into my life but I don't think that would be like right away i at right, least probably right. want like six months or a year of that just to experience it but if it happened and it felt right and i try and i trust my intuition pretty pretty heavily i would like let it happen but i need to like be by myself be single mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah wow um well alexis this has been lovely um yeah we're gonna wrap it up here we wanted to just give you the floor for just like one final thought um if there's anything you want to share with our listeners Oh gosh, everybody always um, asks that. And I'm like, my ADHD brain just is like defaults to like nothing. It could literally be like, hey, ladies, just wear beanies. Like beanies are hot. <laughs> and where, where can people best connect with you? Um, I well, oh my gosh. So this is like a complicated subject. I've been on a few podcasts recently. So I'm um, my Instagram name currently is changing and it's but it's gonna take another like 12 days. So I don't know when when you guys release this podcast. Is it like soon? Like tomorrow. Or, okay. So at the moment, my Instagram is a, it's such a fucking mouthful. Alexis Renee McCluskey. And you probably put it in the show notes. Alexis Renee um, McCluskey. Yeah, but I'm changing it. And I plan on changing it even before all of this to the Tough Love Coach, which is my name for my other Instagram. Okay. I grew an Instagram to like 50,000 followers. Then I had some issues happen, had to move to a new Instagram. That Instagram like just didn't go anywhere. So I'm coming back to my old Instagram, which is finally growing again. And so I'm switching the name, but I had to wait like 14 days from switching my other name. So it's currently Alexis Renee McCluskey, but it will be the Tough Love Coach. But if you search the Tough Love Coach, it'll probably come up anyway. So that's where you can find me. I'm typically on Instagram. I'm the Tough Love Coach on TikTok, but like I'm all up in Instagram. I have a podcast called XOXO, your Tough Love Coach uh, nice. podcast. Um, and yeah, that's where you can come find me. I guess my note and last um, words to the world, especially I guess because this is like a dating thing. Do you guys have like more male or female listeners? Just curious. Female. Oh, female. Thank you. Um, would would be kind of going back to the the beginning when I talked about like a middle. I don't know. Um, authenticity is, it, and I teach this with people in business, but like especially in dating, like showing up as your authentic self even if you're scared that that is going to scare like the best man or the best woman away is always it's gonna you might get some short-term comfort by like 
being this person that fits for them right now, but long-term it's gonna fuck you over. So like, mm. if you could authentically show up as like your weird, whatever version of yourself, even in dating, like I know whoever gets my, when I go on a first date with someone, you're getting like my authentic version of me. Authentic self, scares yeah. you. That's okay. You can be you and I'm gonna be me. So like, I think just authenticity is so important. Long-term benefits over the short-term gain of like hiding that, so. Hell yeah. Snaps. Snaps. We appreciate you. Thanks for, yeah. for taking the time. Yeah, of yeah. course. Thanks for having um, me on. Thank you, you awesome. still single audience. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. And as always, you can follow us at We Are Still Single on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, sending you guys all lots of love. Bye.